I'm Brandon Briscoe, and welcome to another episode of Living Faith Bible Institute's Postscript Shorts, which is a show that we do every other week uh, on Wednesdays. Uh, we sit down with students from the Living Faith Bible Institute, hang out with them, talk about their testimony, how they came to know Christ, what discipleship's been like for them, and uh, what their journey of, of learning God's Word through the Bible Institute um, has been like. And it's these are so much fun uh, to hear people's hearts um, and, and what God's doing in their lives. And this is actually, this right here, uh, is what LFBI is about. It's about real people. It's about uh, people's lives changing, about people going further and deeper in God's Word and ministry than they ever thought was possible. And so I love doing this, and it's so much fun. And this week, I have the privilege of hanging out with someone that's very dear to me, um, someone I love greatly, and someone I'm so proud of. I feel like a dad right now. But uh, I'm excited to introduce you to uh, Connor Mulo. Uh, we're going to be talking about her life. And so with that, Connor, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's good to be here. Uh, tell us about your life a little bit, and then tell us what you're doing in terms of ministry here at Midtown Baptist Temple. Sure, yeah. So I'm a member of Midtown Baptist Temple, like mm -hmm. you said. I've been here for almost nine years, which is pretty crazy. Wow. Um, when I first joined Midtown, I was actually a part of FOI, Friends of Internationals. Mm. Um, that was actually my introduction to Midtown Baptist, which is kind of interesting. Your first encounter was with a, was through with FOI. a bunch of yeah. international students. It was through students. Andrew and Rachel Long. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. Um, so I, I've kind of been in that context for a good long time, um, leading Bible studies. Recently, I started um, my medical residency at Truman Medical Center um, in emergency medicine. Mm -hmm. And since then, I have kind of transitioned a lot in ministry. So before, I was leading a Bible study that I'd started at the University of Kansas Medical Center. Mm -hmm. I transitioned that to other leadership. Um, and now I'm part of McKinsey's small group yeah. at UMKC Hospital yeah. Hill. And just looking to serve however I can. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I also serve in Temple Worship, yeah. which is the worship band for the college and young adults class at Midtown. Yes. Yeah. You're, you're a crucial part of that and still a critical part of Bible study, despite the fact that you're not leading right now. Um, also, you're m married to a very handsome man uh -huh. that we recently interviewed uh -huh. on the show. Yeah, David. <laughs> yeah, David. And I love that um, I wanted to do a couple. Mm -hmm. So the idea was like David and then Connor... And then you're both in and doing LFBI, which mm -hmm. is which is really cool. Yeah. And, and I wanted people to hear about that. So it's been fun. Sometimes we've been in the same class at the same time, mm. um, and so it's been fun, kind of watching it together, or even just discussing it together and talking about what he got versus what I got out of that week's lecture. Is it so cool watching sweet. him grow in his leadership? Oh yeah, it's been cool. We've been married for over a year now, mm -hmm. so we're pros. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But it's just been amazing to see how much God has been growing him in leadership mm -hmm. and in his walk. It's It's been wonderful to have a front row seat to that since yeah. I'm married to him. <laughs> That's so cool. Okay, so walk us back in time mm -hmm. to little Connor. Uh -huh. um, I know your story, of course, but but share with us what life was like and, and lead us up to the point that you came to Christ and, and you, you got into a place where you were ready to be discipled. Yeah, sure. So... I was born in Colorado, and my family actually moved here when I was three. We moved to Shawnee, Kansas. Mm. So for those who aren't from Kansas City, it's like 20 minutes away from the from downtown Kansas yeah. City, Missouri. Yeah, it's west, it's west on the Kansas side. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I grew up in Shawnee. Um, I grew up in a Christian home. I grew up going to a Southern Baptist church, and it was a mega church. Mm. So when we first started going there, it had just started, and it was probably 100 people. By the time I graduated high school, it was probably... 
I'd want to say like three or 4,000 people. Whoa. So very big. Yeah. Um, and so doctrinally, it was actually pretty sound, mm-hmm. um, pretty biblical. Didn't have a focus on discipleship, didn't hold to um, one version as being the preserved word of God, which we'd believe is mm-hmm. a KJV. Right. Um, but at the same time, I did grow up uh, being exposed to right doctrines, which is truly a blessing. And mm. I know most people don't have that. But at the same time, even though I was exposed to truth, I wasn't held accountable to it. Mm. Um, so the whole time I was growing up, I was looking for input. I was looking for discipleship without knowing that that's what I was looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have any kind of firm foundation. I didn't know how to read the Word of God. Um, I didn't know how to worship God, even though I desired to do so. Yeah. And were you saved? Were you saved at a young age? Yeah. So I was saved when I was like eight or nine. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, and so I remember that moment of salvation, and I remember thinking, okay, well, now everything has to change, and being disappointed when things did not change. Mm-hmm. But it's because that process of sanctification wasn't happening because I didn't have anyone to teach me how to live. Mm. as a child of God. Um, And so growing up, junior high, high school, I wandered around a lot. Um, I was always a good kid. I was kind of a nerd. Mm. (laughs) So I uh, never partied or anything. I did smoke cigarettes at one point. Um, That's as bad as I got. Yeah, that was your rebellion. (laughs) Like two cigarettes once. (laughs) That and and pink hair. That's that's your rebellion. No, I didn't have pink hair back then. My parents were not for that. Oh, okay, okay. (laughs) This is recent. Okay. but yeah, I didn't really have the opportunity to do anything terrible. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I was living in rebellion against God. Mm. Um, and I hated going to church. It would be like Sunday morning. I'd say, you know what? I'm not feeling good. I can't go to church today. I don't feel good. Mm. And so I would stay home. I hated going to church. Um, but around high school, that's when God really grabbed my attention. And I actually began to desire to know Him. Um, through his word. And so I was trying the best I could. I was reading the word, but not knowing what to read. I would just randomly open it and choose wherever I landed. So I'd be like, hmm. I think lots of kids do that. Okay. Well, judges. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) In fact, one time I asked God, I said, what should I do for a living? And I randomly opened it and pointed with my eyes closed and landed on the book of Judges. So I said, I should be a lawyer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It didn't happen. Yeah. Um, (laughs) It's funny how many, real quick, uh, Christians l- live that way mm-hmm. with the Bible, very yeah. superstitiously. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even adult people were like, you know, um, I was asking God this question, mm-hmm. and uh, I opened up the Bible and I pointed down, and and this is this is um, this is a methodology. It's like casting lots uh-huh. with the Bible, yeah, basically. And um, but. But yeah, so you but you you were kind of just looking for any answers. Yeah, you but were looking I didn't for... have anyone to help me. Right. Um, and so I went off to college. I went to KU in Lawrence, and I was studying music performance with cello. Mm-hmm. Um, and while I was there, um, I would just pray. I'd say, God, you know, I I can't find a good church here. I'm looking mm-hmm. and I'm looking, and I, I just can't find anyone who will invest in me. And one one night, I actually wrote my prayer journal. I said, God, I'm not growing here. Would you please bring me somewhere where I can grow? And then to make a long story short, uh, a whole slew of events happened the very next day, which led to me actually having to transfer schools to wow. UMKC, which I swore I'd never go there. Um, <laughs> but uh, it was beneath you or something. No, I there's like various petty reasons yeah. that don't you matter had a, at you all. You had a strong opinion. Oh yeah, I, I'm surprise. a person of strong opinions. <laughs> yeah. So you ended up there. I ended up there, and I was living in my grandma's basement, driving like from Lenexa. <laughs> 
Mm. And it was a very dark season. And at that point, I wasn't looking for a church. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it wasn't even due to wickedness on my part. I just didn't even know that I needed to be a part of a church. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wasn't really looking, but I knew that I loved international students. So I went to a uh, campus event for international students. wasn't even through FOI. And Andrew and Rachel Ong were there. And Andrew said to Rachel, oh, I think that girl over there is Russian. You they should thought, go. You they should thought go. you were Russian. Yeah, they thought I was Russian. Oh, <laughs> that your, your complexion? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, I guess, because I'm tall and blonde. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> but I'm Dutch. And Dutch people are tall and blonde. Duh. Duh. If, uh, uh, if a Malaysian doesn't know how to spot a, a Dutch person, we'll it's him. ridiculous. <laughs> so Rachel came and spoke to me. They invited me to Bible study. It was called ISM at that time, International Student Ministries. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to Bible study on campus at UMKC. And I was placed in Jeanette Bachage's small group, who goes to Midtown Baptist Temple. Mm -hmm. She invited me to church. From the very first sermon, Pastor Sam was preaching, and I can't exactly remember the passage he was preaching on, but he used an analogy about how God will use um, the troubles and trials in our life to perfect us into a more fruitful vine. Mm. And I just knew from that moment that this is exactly where I was supposed to be. Wow. And it was God's answer to the prayer that I'd made in Lawrence, Kansas, you know, um, about needing a place where I can grow. Mm-hmm. So I kept on going to Bible study. Um, Jeanette Bichage actually discipled me. Yeah. And that was exactly everything that I needed since I was a a child first giving my life to Christ. That's what I needed mm-hmm. and never had access to. Yeah. So she discipled me. Um, you could ask her all your hard questions. Oh, and, yeah. yeah. I remember one time she asked me, it was like talking about God's plan. And she was like, Connor, do you believe God has a plan for your life? And I was like, no, he's okay with whatever I choose to do. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, mm, no, that's not what the Bible says. <laughs> so she's very patient with me. That's wonderful. <laughs> and yeah. helping me unlearn things, sure. you know, like the phrase, God helps those who help themselves. Mm-hmm. Totally thought that was true. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of unlearning that had to happen, sure. but she was very patient and a very godly woman um, and my mother in the faith. So. How, how has your studies connected and intertwined with all the ministry and, and all the things? Because you've done a lot of different, mini- you've had a lot of different ministry roles here at mm-hmm. Midtown over the years. Um, you know, how has God used all of these things to help you um, find his plan? You know, you're talking about a plan. And uh, I think in, in many ways, um, man, you are still right in the thick of, of God, you know, revealing and showing you. He's just giving you a little bit at a time. Mm-hmm. So how have all these things worked together? I think of Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, um, where, you know, you don't lean on your own understanding. Mm-hmm. You trust Him, and then He directs your path. Mm-hmm. And I've just seen, seen that throughout my life, especially at Midtown. Before Midtown, I didn't know that I needed to lean on Him or trust, right. but even then He was directing my path. But now that I've been growing in my faith and being established in my faith, I just see that I can trust God to to direct me as I'm as I'm following Him, as I'm trusting Him. He'll use everything in my life to bring glory to Him. Mm-hmm. So you know, there's a time in my life where I really wanted to go to medical school, and then I didn't get in. Mm-hmm. And then there was like this year of wandering where God was perfecting me yeah. and and showing me that I wasn't ready to mm-hmm. go. That if I went at that time, it would be an idol, mm-hmm. and I needed that year in the wilderness <laughs> to cast down idols and to learn joy and to learn joy yeah. and contentment. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then in the end, he wanted me to go to medical school. He opened all the doors. I sought counsel from my leaders um, and from God's word and prayer and. Um, I just see how he's been been using the skills that he's given me in the flesh 
to help edify the body as well. So now I'm a doctor. Like 20 billion people text me all the time with medical problems. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry. <laughs> They're like, oh, this is wrong. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's a problem. But at the same time, I get to use it to minister to people. Mm-hmm. Um, like when people are in distress um, and also encourage them in the word of God through the medical trials that they're going through. Yeah. Um, I love writing. God gets to use me with writing mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, he, you know, allowed me to go to the conservatory of music and dance with cello. And he uses me in worship here, mm-hmm. um, which is amazing because beforehand cello was just an instrument of pride for me. But when God took that away and used it only for worship, he actually made it a profitable thing. Yeah. And so all of those years in the conservatory were worth it so mm-hmm. that I can worship God with cello. Yeah. You know, so I just see in my life how he's used things in my life to glorify him. Yeah, all the puzzle sense. pieces yeah. fit together. Yeah. Yeah. Even with your the residency situation, mm-hmm. maybe share that with us. Like how how that was just like, okay, now now that I've been through the wilderness, I know how to trust God for the thing the unknown. Exactly. Yeah. So when I was applying even for medical school, mm-hmm. um, I I had kind of few options as to where to apply. So the I think the national acceptance rate for medical school, I think is 2%. Mm. So 2% of all the people who apply get in. Wow. Um, but then God put me at the University of Kansas Medical Center, which is 10 minutes from Midtown Baptist mm-hmm. Temple. And then he planted a Bible study there. Um, and I got to be a part of that. So I saw how God was using me. And so when it came time to apply for residency, in the flesh, there always is fear in the flesh. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I was able to cast down those imaginations and say, no, this is what God has done in my life. And I know he's going to continue to move in my life. And so when I was applying for residencies, um, my husband and I only looked at programs that were near Living Faith Fellowship churches mm-hmm. um, or church plants. Mm-hmm. And so we applied to, I think it was like 40 programs. And then all you have to do from that point on is go to the interviews and then rank them in Mm -hmm. order. And so even ranking programs required a lot of faith and just realizing that I could rank something first, but if it's not God's plan, he's not going to do it. Right. And so why should I worry? Whatever Mm -hmm. he wants will happen. Yeah. Um, and we we ended up being matched at the University of Missouri, Kansas City, mm. which is where David just started a Bible study. Yep. Yep. So it was absolutely perfect. It is perfect. God, God is perfect, and and his his plan is perfect. Mm-hmm. So it's been wonderful to watch all that stuff. Um, um, do you remember? I, I feel like this is kind of a relevant story because it fits in. Um, it was about a year ago where we had a meeting in here. You just started the KU Bible study, mm-hmm. and you weren't seeing any traction. Yeah, and it was hard. We had like it was just like you came in just heavy hearted and, um, and the prayer, all of us prayed together for, for KU. Mm -hmm. Tell us about what God did in in that. Cause I think it would be encouraging for people who are in a, in a dry season. Yeah. Well, I think there's a saying that people say in living faith fellowship, which Mm is, let me see if I can get this right. But, um, God doesn't use men to build the ministry. He uses ministry to build men. Yeah. And so, God had to use the ministry at KU Med, which is very hard ground, Mm -hmm. very, very hard ground. Um, He had to use that to build me and Mm -hmm. to teach me contentment. So even if I am serving God in obedience to what he's called me to do, even if then I don't see the fruit that I want to see, am I still content to follow him and to mm-hmm. continue in obedience? Like I think of like Jeremiah and just these 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 prophets who they kept on preaching God's word and no one would listen to them, but they continued to do it. Yeah. Um, and so I think that was what God was seeking to do. 
Um, of course, I got to share the gospel with so many people. Mm-hmm. You know, so those all of those people are people who are given the opportunity to believe. Yeah. And who knows who will come on further and water right. those seeds. Sure. Um, some plant, other waters, other yeah. harvest, you know. But in the end, God used it to teach me contentment. Mm-hmm. So now that I'm in residency and my life is really crazy, um, am I going to choose to, to learn contentment even through that? Because mm-hmm. in the end, God doesn't want what I can do. He just wants me. Yeah. And that's what he taught me. Yeah, man. Connor, uh, you're the best. Okay, so tell me about uh, how LFBI has been profitable in all of these seasons uh, you've been consistent, like, if, uh, here's one of the things I want to mention. Sometimes people say, well, you know, I'm too busy to, to add LFBI to my schedule. Well, you're not studying to be a doctor, probably. <laughs> so that's one of the things that Connor has been a, a wonderful testimony to everybody, um, that, that, that you can find a way, even if it's one class, right, to just to fit it into your schedule and make learning God's word a priority. And so that's that's really great. But but tell me in all those seasons, how has LFBI benefited you in terms of your development and your growth in God's word? Mm-hmm. Any spiritual maturity that I have now, I can trace it through the classes that I've taken through LFBI. Mm. You know, and so you're discipled by someone. And you go through like a, a workbook, but of course that's not discipleship. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they continue to have input in your life as you continue forward in ministry, but you don't meet with them as regularly. Right. And so now when I was done with discipleship with the, the actual lessons with Jeanette, I still had so much more input into my life from so many different people mm-hmm. um, who love God, who know His Word. Um, and so if if I was struggling with something, I could go to those professors and I could get their wisdom and their input. Mm-hmm. So even outside of the classes, that was invaluable. Mm-hmm. But then as far as the classes themselves, um, I'd say the classes, they don't ask too much from you from a time standpoint. Um, they truly are very reasonable. Mm -hmm. And so I I was able to kind of find a way to be organized and to choose the classes and put aside time to do the work, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. And sometimes that meant that I even read the required reading before the class even started and already wrote the whole essay, (laughs) except for the paragraph that said, how does this apply to the class? And then I do that later. Um, But where there's a will, there's a way. And so if I knew God was calling me to take that class, then I knew he would help me to do it. And that I had a responsibility to walk forward in faith and in faithfulness. Mm -hmm. Um, But I've loved LFBI. It's been so useful. Um, It's been truly invaluable in my life. So when when people come to me for counsel, I know what to tell them, not only because someone has taught me through those classes, but also because the classes have taught me how to find the answer myself Mm -hmm. from the Word of God and how to rightly divide it. So it's been invaluable for ministry. So what are some of the classes that stand out to you as being like really particularly profitable? There is a class called Daniel and Revelation, mm-hmm. which um, when you think about the title, you think it'd be kind of a heady class. Yeah. But at the same time, that was a moment in time where I actually set aside, uh, I think it was like my whole Christmas break when I was an undergrad. Mm-hmm. I set aside that time and just studied through the book of Daniel and Revelation myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I took that class. And that's like a period where I can see huge growth in my life because I separated myself to study. Mm. Um, And so for me, that really stands out because it just shows that like there are some things in God's word that we think would be so hard, but if we just know how to rightly divide it, 
It's yeah. it's not as confusing as we think right. it is. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There's clarity. And also the word of God is just amazing mm-hmm. and cool. It's so cool. And so it was just like a big geek out time for yeah. me. And so Gre- I love and, that class. And everybody loves Greg. Mm-hmm. Like he's such a character and, yeah. and and fun to have as a teacher. Yeah. So, so you know, LFBI has grown you uh your experiences in ministry have grown you. Getting married has grown you. Uh, do you have any idea of what God's doing? I mean, do you and David sit in in, in your living room and, and daydream about what God's going to do with you? Do you ever th- talk about that and think about that? We we pray about like what the next step is, mm-hmm. like after I'm done with residency. Because right now we're kind of glued to Kansas City yeah. for three years unless God tells me to quit residency, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but at the same time, something that I really love about David is that he's faithful to what's before him right now. Yeah. And so he he has dreams about what he wants for the future. I do too. But he is so faithful in what's before me right now. Yeah. That's what I'm going to focus yeah, on. That's good. So I think that's an amazing thing about him. Uh, Connor, it's been so good to hang out and to talk and for you to share your story. Before we go, what's your favorite PostScript episode? Um, can I have several? <laughs> you can have several, sure. Um, I like the ones that have been done with Jonathan. Kindler, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, the about like, episodes. yeah, about like fear, anxiety. I think those have been really helpful. Mm. Um, and then Pastor Best did one about being a good steward of your health. And yeah. so, since I'm like in the healthcare field, I just love hearing um, a biblical view on such things because mm-hmm. I'm so used to hearing the secular. Right. So actually, reminding myself, okay, no, God's word is applicable to everything. Mm-hmm. So that those have been really good for me. Well. Thanks for listening to the show. Yeah. And thanks for being a part of LFBI. You are actually, we didn't mention this, graduating. Uh-huh. Yeah. So you're graduating from LFBI. This this mission focus, um, we will be celebrating your graduation. Yeah. So congratulations Thank on you. that. Thank you. Yeah. That's a lot of hard work. It's been a few years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you've done it a little at a time. So congratulations. Thank you. Thanks for hanging out with me. Yeah, no problem. And we want to thank you too for hanging out with us on this episode of the Postscript Shorts. We pray it's been a blessing to you. If you've got questions about LFBI, uh, about the education, about the program of study, uh, please visit us, uh, learn about who we are and about what we're doing, how our our program is structured. Uh, We want you to come and join us while you're serving in the context of your local ministry, wherever that may be in the world, we want you to come alongside us and we want to be a small part uh, of your growth and your development. We love you and we can't wait to hang out with you again next week for another episode of The Postscript. God bless.